Hi listeners, this podcast contains stories of true crime and hauntings and can be told in details of gruesome and explicit content. This podcast is not intended for listeners who may not enjoy the details of true crime events. It may cause triggers. Our hosts are by no means experts on any of the subject matter we discuss. They're just two friends giving you the info of stories from our hometown in the Pacific Northwest. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Or don't. That's okay, too. Let's take a deep breath together. You know you're supposed to inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four. No one ever told me that. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, let's do it again. Okay, but four. Ready? Ready? Go. I feel very relaxed now. You should. How do you feel? I feel, I feel good. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Radio Face Stories, episode 11. I'm Kezia. And I'm Darla. And this is the Very Mature and Sensible podcast, where we have done our research. We have now taken a new turn. We do not laugh because that's immature and nonsensical. We're we're going full serious now. Absolutely. So, do you like my business suit I wore today? Um, Yes, (laughs) it's a very casual cut. It's Def Leppard brand. It's beautiful. Thank you. I am not wearing my podcast shirt today. Is that seafoam green? It was time that it got thrown in thine laundry. That's good. I like that. <laughs> this is not seafoam green. It's, what color is that? It's um, it's a cross between um sky, royal blue and no, no. Listen, are you colorblind? It's a blend. Okay. Of royal blue and emerald green. No. I mean, maybe I could I could see the emerald green. No. It's fu- it's fucking seafoam, man. It's the color of the little mermaid's fin. <laughs> no. Okay. There's that's not funny. Ariel. Why is that? <laughs> oh right. We're being serious. Okay. It's seafoam green. Though. Um okay, a couple things I'd like to talk about. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't even funny, and you're laughing. I know, because I'm trying to be serious. So um, I would like to... uh, Generally, we thank all our listeners that have been with us from day one, but I would particularly like to thank all of our listeners, even the ones that are just joining us tonight. Or maybe you've only listened to two. But you know what? We thank you. Thank you. Next. That was it? I just wanted to thank everyone oh, that's I been see. listening. I thought you were like, you had names or something. No. That seemed like you were really prepared. I was just going to read the names. Well, um, you were holding the, your notebook like you had a list. I do have a list. I'm oh. joking. Oh. <laughs> the um, the Rotary Clubs. What? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. The Rotary Clubs annual The Rotary Club's annual meeting? Bake sale. Oh. 
Mm -hmm. um, is going to be held in two weeks. So if you guys want to get tickets for that, go on over to... Is this real? I try to keep a straight face. So it's not real? I just wanted to see your reaction when I said what? something like that. I think you had the best time ever with that. <laughs> I, The Rotary Club's annual bake sale is in two weeks. So if you guys would like to buy tickets for that, you can go on over to radiofacestories at gmail.com. Great. Yep. <laughs> All proceeds going to the Rotary Club. What do they do exactly? I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> There are sponsors. Yeah. No, they're a real thing. We don't want to be sponsored by them. They're Who real. do we want to be sponsored by? Um, Sauvignon Blanc <laughs> and Shiraz. I had a nightmare that, um, well, more of a like a wake-up panic attack that all of a sudden I thought in our last episode that instead of saying Samuel Myers, the headstone we found, that I said Samuel Adams, which is a beer. And I had to immediately go back and re-listen to our episode to make sure I said Samuel Myers and not yeah. Samuel Adams. No, you did say Samuel Myers. I know, but I thought, I, dr I dreamt that I said Samuel Adams like the beer. Imagine if you said Samuel L. Jackson. That would have been so much cooler. Um, I did also want to, what? Nothing. Haunting? No, what? I wanted to shout out Rebecca for oh. um, editing our podcast so well so you guys were not in the room last week and it the episode actually came out quite good but it was not that it was there was Des a lot despite our best efforts it came out amazing it came out amazing so and we want to thank rebecca, rebecca thank you for rebecca. that we apologize um because yeah she cut out and she always cuts out a lot of our nonsense so, so i think thank you rebecca and you're welcome listeners because she's saving you from a lot of grief <laughs> <laughs> and yeah anyways all right um how, do you have anything to share darla oh just put me on the spot like that oh my god okay actually though so i you know when you're on facebook and there's these like rando ads and you're like that's stupid slash i'm just gonna click the link and look at it real quick uh i've never actually done pottery in any way oh we were watching because we watched ghost i watched ghost with the children with, with some demi the, moore yeah with patrick swayze and demi moore oh, and it wasn't the so children good. it was my mom and the children stayed for like four minutes before they were like this is weird we're out so my mom and i drank some wine and watched ghost that was a great time but then i'm like i need a pottery wheel in my life <laughs> i don't need patrick swayze i just need the pottery wheel that's that's amazing so I would take a Swayze in my life. Obviously, yeah. Well, I would take, like, vintage Swayze. Yeah. Like, um, Point Break Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what, though? Like, Dirty Dancing Swayze? Oh, yeah. He's he was all right. Swayze Swayze? P. Swayze? <laughs> um, no, I don't really care about Patrick Swayze at all. I mean, this is not... We're talking about pottery, not <laughs> Patrick. So I think Facebook or whatever, my phone heard me liking pottery and so obviously what I saw next was pottery ads on my phone and all I could find was a miniature pottery wheel so it just makes itty bitty little things and I thought perfect because then you know you can try it out you don't have to make a big fucking salad bowl or something it came right away like two days later <laughs> thank you Amazon mm -hmm. and uh I sat down and I brought the I brought Emery and Asher I'm like guys let's do some pottery and they were super excited we have like air dry clay it was all simple I'm like this can't be that hard so I like take a little glob and I smack it down on the thing and I turn on the wheel and that shit went everywhere. What? It it like shot it. Like it fucking shot it. It hit me in the chest. But then like the w I, I guess I had too much water to make it. Like I had put water on my hands and water. 
It splattered across the wall. It coated the laptop that was sitting there. Went along the garbage can all over the floor. It hit the kids. It you it looks like an like it doesn't look like a neat and tidy craft, but it looked it didn't seem like it was gonna explode. Was like it was and it was a nightmare. Okay, so I tried to make a fucking tiny vase. I could not do it. I tried so many times. The kids are like, "Can we have a turn?" I'm like, "Just one minute." And I'm trying to make this little fucking vase. If you want and all of a sudden see it's hands like gestures right now, you'd be laughing. All of a sudden it's like twerking to the right, and like I tried to make a hole, and the hole went right through. I gave up. I fucking gave up, and I let the kids just have at her and did you watch some youtubes on it i did try to watch the youtubes they just made me angry and i'm going to (laughs) my kids made i think we have four or five miniature i'd guess they're vases i don't know what they are i will absolutely put a picture up because these things are hilarious and ridiculous and serve no purpose on earth (laughs) so if anybody wants one i'm going to sell it real cheap amazing the pottery will yeah it's okay I mean, I think if you knew what you're doing, it would work, but it's not as easy as it looks, apparently, like most things in life. You know, um, if you have any uh, pottery hacks, go ahead and uh, send them my way. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, we've been getting tons of fan mail, so keep it coming, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll maybe read through a couple of fan mail in- emails in the next couple episodes. So. I think that's a great plan. We would, wouldn't want to do them every episode. That would just be bragging. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Right. We have we have long-term goals here. Absolutely. Looking at the long game. Um, I don't, I don't think I have anything cool to share from, oh, guess what I did yesterday? Tell me, was it a nap? I had two naps. You fucker. <laughs> you would. I'm going to catch you off guard with those, but it was great. <laughs> guess what? You're never going to catch me off guard if you tell me you napped. Yeah, but maybe I won't nap again for three months. That's not real. You don't know that. I don't even know that. Okay. It's just going to be a surprise every Sunday, <laughs> depending on what the Sunday, leave it in the eyes of the beholder. Or however it goes. But should we play Rock, Paper, Celebrity beauties? quickly? Um, oh, man. Okay. Or should we try, no, try let's do another it. game? I like, I, well, let's at least a round or two of that. Okay, okay. a round we, of a guy we, and a round we of going, a girl. Yeah, are we going guy first? Uh, let's sure. go girl first this time. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Okay, wait. Um, you can't think. Okay, ready? Rock, Rock Paper, Paper, Julia, Julia Roberts. Who did you say? Tina Turner. Julia oh. Roberts. Oh. Ooh, oh, Julia Roberts. Ty. That's a tie. tie. Okay, ready? Oh, 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 oh. Rock, Rock paper, paper, JoJo Siwa. Who, did Who you is say? that? JoJo Siwa. Who's that? Oh, it's like a person the kids like nowadays. She's got like a top knot pony and no. scrunchies. Whitney Houston by far wins. Okay, wins. I agree. I mean, if you're gonna That's pick, fair. if you're gonna pick celebrities that it's just from the tip of my like. mind. I can't. No, I can't even help it. That's my world. Okay, I'm sorry. I also think Whitney Houston beats JoJo Siwa. Sorry, JoJo Siwa. Okay, so now male. Um, okay. Um. Okay, ready? Rock, Rock paper, Danny Glover. Ooh, Devin saw him now no, or when he never was young? now. Okay, when he was young, Casper. I, come on, man. I think Danny Glover wins. Dude, it. Dude, why did you even fucking think of Danny I Glover? I have no what, idea. Like he's in softball lethal, movies. Lethal Weapon, isn't that what he's in? And that's it. <laughs> I don't. Who are you thinking he, of? Isn't he a softball movie or baseball movie? You don't even know who this Danny is. Danny Glover. Yeah, do you know who yeah. he is? Yeah, are you bro. saying Glover because he Glove and a baseball <laughs> movie go together? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's in a baseball movie. Rebecca's going to fact check right now. What? Angels in the Outfield. Thank you very much. Oh, I fucking love that movie. How could you movie. even forget about that I've classic? I've seen that movie so many times, too, and I totally forgot he's in that. I apologize. So Kudos I take, to you. I take the win. You take the W on all of them. You are the victor. 
Good job, man. Way to stand your ground <laughs> and know your baseball facts. I know my facts. Sports. Oh, um, guys, we're going to have a, our first guest on next week. Yes, we are. Um, and so we won't, we won't, we won't give too much away, but because we'll save it for the for the pod. But she said our rendition of um, "Smooth Criminal" was the best she's ever heard. <laughs> well, I love her already. So thanks, Whitney. We look forward to talking to you next week. RPS for real. RPS for real. <laughs> Bonnie, who's are you listening to tonight? Mine. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Yes. Rock, rock paper scissors. scissors. Told you. Just two and zero. Two and zero. Hi, Darla. mom. Mom, come listen to my story. So there's a newly listed heritage home in Vancouver. I don't know if you saw. If you're a no, I don't follow the realtor market. Okay, that's fair. Is that what you say? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this new uh, heritage home just listed, and it's listed for 1.4 million dollars. That's a pretty penny. And this home is on Fraser Street, which is located in the East End. Oh, I left off Fraser Street. There you go. Fraser Street, the corner of Fraser Street and 10th Avenue for people that know that area. And it's called the Mount Pleasant neighborhood. Yes. Yes, you know this area? Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So this house was built in 1908, and it boasts six bedrooms and four bathrooms. Wow. Imagine we just did real estate pods. We just talk about homes <laughs> in different, different areas. Okay. Like as a section of our podcast? Yeah, we're like, also, we'd like to talk about this recently renovated modern heritage home in Port Alberni. That's for sale. Yeah, it boasts one bathroom with a sink. Oh. A stand-up shower. Opposed to a sit-down shower. Spacious. Are you are you into realty? No. This is just... <laughs> I'm an avid realtty-er. What would you... Realtor. No, but that's the... No, you'd be like... Enthusiast. Enthusiastic about real estate. I love houses that aren't mine. Um, Okay. (laughs) That are for sale. Let's get back to Wanda. Wanda. This is her story. It's not our story. So this home recently listed for 1.4 mil, blah, blah, blah. Amazing. So, Darla, why are you telling us all this boring shit? I didn't ask you that. No, okay. I'm just... Darla, why are you telling us all this boring shit? Well, I'm glad you asked, Kezia. The kicker is that this home is linked to one of the city's most notorious cold case homicides. Also, hmm. it's been empty since 1991. Wow. That's a long time. Like, what? No one's ever lived in there since 1991. Just sitting there. That's right. It's just chilling. Hmm. Okay. So, in the early 90s, this three-story home was bought as a wedding gift for a lady named Wanda Watson and her soon-to-be husband. And this was a gift from her parents. Pardon me? Yeah. So, they're like, Wanda, we really like you and your husband, so we're going to buy you a house in Vancouver. Okay, question. Was it $1.4 million back then? No, I would assume that's not how money works, but... um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I didn't look up how much it was then, but I bet you it still was expensive um, in the early 90s to buy a nice house. It's okay. There's no bad questions. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to fix your hair? No, I want to distract her. (laughs) She's being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So... Wanda had recently moved from Victoria to Vancouver to pursue a modeling career. She was 20 years old and is said to be a gentle, hardworking lady. And at the time, she was working as a waitress um, while she pursued her career in modeling. And she was a stunning woman with strawberry blonde hair, long, wavy strawberry blonde hair. That's really all I know about her. I wish I had more information that's more than what color her hair was because that's pretty relevant. 
pretty irrelevant. So, well, it is. Who cares what yeah, color yeah. her hair was? Like, I would like to know more about her as a person, but I don't have that information, unfortunately. So her parents are originally from Saskatchewan, and they owned several homes on Vancouver Island. Then they purchased this one for Wanda. So on Saturday, August 3rd, firefighters responded to a call from 2549 Fraser Street and found a woman inside the building with stab wounds to the chest. Ooh. The woman was Wanda Watson, and she tragically died on the way to hospital from hemorrhage and shock. Firefighters also discovered that a fire had been set deliberately in the basement using gasoline. A week later, Vancouver police had asked the public to help find two men who killed Wanda and had set her house on fire. The police claimed suspects broke into the house on the afternoon of August 3rd and began to collect things they wanted to steal. Wanda showed up randomly at the home and, I guess, were startled by her presence and decided to stab her to death. Oh, my goodness. Before fleeing the scene, they poured gasoline around the house and set it on fire. Two men were seen running from the house carrying the stolen goods. These men, to this day, have never been identified. And Wanda's murder has gone unsolved, and the house has sat empty ever since. Wow. Yeah. There was a few other stories where uh, this is the story that the police obviously have set out as what happened. But there is uh, stories from people that are close with the family or people that lived like neighbors saying that the future husband and Wanda had gone to the house to look at it before they moved in and that there was a squatter there and she was somehow some sort of panic ensued and she was killed. But the problem also with that is was she wasn't reported as missing until two days later. She didn't show up for work for two days and then her work said that she was missing. Wow. So there's definitely some sort of weirdness in this story, but... So so she wasn't living in the house when it happened? So the story with the... The one where the police said what right. happened, yes, she was living in the house. Okay. The story from neighbors and friends was she wasn't yet living in the house. So it's kind of really interesting that there's these two very distinct mm-hmm. stories. And, I mean, I guess most people would lean towards whatever the police have put out, but it's really hard to say. Three years after the murder, the house sat untouched and partially burned. Neighbors complained that the derelict house was an eyesore and was attracting drug dealers and transients. The Watson family had said they wanted to keep it as is, as a memorial to their daughter, even though it was like half burned and it wasn't looking beautiful, but that was supposedly their reason for leaving it as is. The city declared the building a nuisance in the fall of 94 and required it to be demolished. The Watson family lawyered up and came back saying that they were going to change it into three dwellings and use it for homeless youth. So the city were like, okay, you can do that. After some sporadic construction, they fixed up the burns and then they left the inside empty. It sat like that until the year 2000 where the city finally said you need to board it up. So it's been, bo- yeah, it's been boarded up since 2000 and nothing's happened except um, it's said that the yard is kept cut the grass is always maintained and the outside is clean passerbys have claimed to get really bad vibes from the home and if you look into the windows it's supposed to be a very creepy feeling that comes over you but no one's actually been inside the home since 1991 so that's i have a question sure um so the parents obviously own the house because they bought it Mm -hmm. for her why did they not sell it or they what did it go into some kind of a state like who who owns the house the parents still own the house okay um i think it's her mom that owns it her name's janice i believe she owns several houses on the island apparently and i don't know if she still lives in victoria or if she doesn't i don't know where she is now 
but she had decided to keep it as a memorial, so she didn't want to touch oh, it to her daughter. That's weird. Right. But now it's been listed for sale for $1.4 million. So they finally decided to... To sell it. Yeah. So that's the question. Would you buy a house that you know someone is, was murdered in? Um, I think this far from the murder, potentially. Like because like, prob- it's been so long, you mean? Because it's been so long, yeah. I, I almost think I, that's worse. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. An if old it, angry ghost is haunting that. Space. I wouldn't if it was like the year after. Maybe. What's the difference? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe her, maybe her ghost has moved on. Her. So I actually asked this question to some people that I know. Just I, without them knowing the story, I just kind of posed the question out there, and I found it really fascinating that some people I assumed would be like, "No way, for sure." Like I know these people are very spiritual, or. And I, I knew they'd say there's no way that they would buy a home. But some people who I knew were absolutely not spiritual or religious or anything like that also said no. So then I kind of prodded. I was like, okay, so if you, you don't believe in spirits or ghosts, that's not your kind of thing. What's making you hesitate to buy a house someone was murdered in? Like, what is the fear there? And they couldn't answer. Hmm. And so I just thought that was super interesting. Maybe um, it's a subconscious. Yeah, like, is there like still... No the back of your mind a fear of like when someone's been murdered somewhere or another you know an untimely death you don't mess with that kind of thing I don't know I don't know how I'm trying to explain right now but there is some sort of instinctual like no we need to stay away from that even Mm -hmm. if you're not uh you know a believer of right that makes sense yeah but I mean it seems like such a a ways to just let a house sit there. Well, like I, so my, I asked my dad, well, first I asked my mom, would you live in a house someone was murdered? She said, I don't even want to live in a house someone else has already lived in. So, and then she laughed. So I was like, okay. My dad said, no, no way. And my dad is not spiritual or anything mm-hmm. like that. He said, there's no way. I said, okay, would you live, what if they demolished the house? Would you buy the property? He said, no, absolutely Weird. not. Yeah. And that surprised me. What about you? I don't think I would say no. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a deal breaker for me. I mean, I think I'd no. be like, oh, I don't know. I'd want to check out the house and I probably wouldn't buy it, but I wouldn't be like, forget it, no way. Mm-mm. I mean, it obviously needs a lot of work, right? It's been well, sitting... that specific house needs a lot of work. So so you buy it, you, fi- you live in it, maybe like weird shit happens, whatever, or it doesn't, you fix it up, you sell it for $2 million. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just like a... I think it's just about the bad energy, the the. But I would test it out. I wouldn't just write it off without like knowing or not knowing. I would. I would live in it, and then if if you have to buy it, you can't just be like, "Can I just live here for half a year and I'll let you know?" That's what I mean. You buy it, you live there. If weird shit happens, you peace out. Good luck trying to sell it because you know what? They have a hard time selling houses where shit like this has happened. Well, maybe they shouldn't list it for one point four million dollars then. Well, it's probably worth more than that. I don't know. I know, but maybe I'm not a actual realtor enthusiast, so I don't know how that shit works, but. I'm just saying. Just saying. If you get if 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 you guys are realtors and you're listening, maybe you shouldn't sell houses for so much. I think they so have people a, could actually I, afford to buy them. <laughs> yeah. I think they have to disclose certain things. So if someone's been murdered at a house, you can't be like, "What murder? Murder? That never happened." You have to tell people. You have to like it's part of the thing. Okay, but and what if about- a house is haunted, like they have to say. Haunt, I think they have to say haunted, and I've seen signs where it's, like, not haunted. Like, they've actually really? advertised places not being haunted. That's weird because that's something that you feel like you wouldn't 
It's still publicly. Yeah. But people, but I mean, what about people this? take that seriously. I heard a story about a house that was for sale really, really cheap. And it turns out, so the fa- I think it was a family that moved in there and they started hearing all these sounds in the walls. Rats. No. Squirrels. It was snakes. Oh, it, the that's house, so much work. The house was built on like a snake pit. There was thousands what of snakes fuck? in the walls. And they didn't say whoever listed it that was not on at all so they bought this house really cheap was not disclosed that they were living on a snake pit and then they had a really really hard time okay but like you're supposed to have a home inspector come that you pay for that's your guy and he's supposed to check that shit he or she are supposed to check that shit out you can't just not know that there's snakes in your. I would take a fucking ghost over snakes in my walls oh any day for sure that is and like not a snake but like multiple snakes. snakes snakes fuck no all of like a sudden thousands. one pops through your light socket like, or like whatever thousands comes of up snakes. there you go there's that toilet fear you ever had the fear you're gonna go pee and something's gonna bite you right in the cooch it's gonna be a snake it's gonna be a motherfucking snake going at you <gasps> biting your lips especially <laughs> right in the beef curtain <laughs> And especially at night, like it's that shit's gonna happen when it's dark, right? You're just having a quick pee at three a.m. and and then a snake bites now your you badge. have a snake, <laughs> yeah, snake bitten badge. Like it just, there's nothing. I don't know how we got here. I know. We Is can, it time for a let's break? Let's rewind. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great story. Thank you. I'm actually interested to see the listing, so maybe you could share will, that with oh me. Oh yeah, I've got some pics and stuff. You know, I'm in the market these days for <laughs> I would a, love a 1.4 million dollar abs- house. You so. know what, Kez? If you if you yeah. feel like buying. This old hunk of junk. Would you live there with me? Absolutely. How, six bedrooms and four bathrooms? Well, I don't think it has that. It originally had that. Uh, now it's a clean slate inside. Oh. Because they've gutted it over. and fixed the outside. The, but the house, the structure is still there. Um, so I got my info from Cold Case Vancouver. That's that evelazarus.com. Um, I did check out some Reddit forums for a little bit of backstory. Daily Hive article from February 19th, 2021, com, timescolonist.com, and City of Vancouver Council website, which is council.vancouver.ca. Very, very dope, bro. Thanks, thanks Thank bro. you. Bro, bro. Break time? Break time. Bye. Hi, it's Rebecca from Radio Face Stories. It appears that Darla's ghosts have returned. She says that it's her lack of pottery skills that made the clay go flying all over the house. However, what she's describing is classic poltergeist activity. The ghosts are back and the ghosts are mad. Darla, stay safe. Enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, yes, it would be nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you could touch butter, I'm gonna everybody. I'm gonna burn like you. Baby. Baby. We're good. I know. We should start it's an acapella. Faith, faith, faith. I gotta have faith, faith, I kind of like the Lim Biscuit version of it. Darla. Oh, shit. Wait. I'm sorry. I just like the aggression. Who was that band that was like, boom, no, boom, nahi, nahi. Bong da bong. Yeah. Who was that? Not Nine Inch Nails, but like. No, it was. Um, um, the other guy. What's his fucking nuts? <coughs> that's not. No, that's not. Bong nahi nahi. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Um. Oh, <laughs> the
No, Bush was cool. We used to go to Warp Tour. Do you remember? I fucking loved Warp Tour. That was that was the, the best of times. We got to see every single band that we love. Yeah, good. we were emo I, heads back in the I day, saw, guys. You heard heard it here. We saw Good Charlotte. We, we saw, saw All American Rejects. We saw MXPX. Did we see Taken Back Sunday? We did we? No. Are you? Sh- wasn't Blink one of the? Maybe. Main. I think it was one year. There was so. Many Do you know bands. who would know this? Danielle? Mm-hmm. She would. Yeah, she would. She always came with us. Oh, well, let's... She probably has all the fucking tickets and the little Danielle, brochures and shit. for the love of God, can she... you fucking acknowledge that you're listening to us on the sly, please? On the sly. Send us a winky emoji. Something. Just acknowledge. Okay. Send us an email. Answer all our questions. Or just write a letter. Homing pigeon. Anything. You could drop it off at Darla's doorstep, ring the bell, and run away. Come to my door. Put some gloves on. Yeah. Toot. Snorkel. <laughs> With like a a snorkel with like a Brita filter <laughs> stuck on the top of it, and just be like, <laughs> Blink One Eighty Two was at Warp Tour, nineteen ninety nine. Just drop the letter off of the door, ring the bell, run away, or just fucking text us, man. Yeah, oh, sorry, bro. I'm yelling again. What's your ish? <laughs> so many ish. Okay, so many ishes. Time for a story. Yay! So um, another, our second biggest fan. Wait, who's our second biggest Slash fan? friend. Um, Joey. She, she asked if I could do this story. So this one's for you. I just want to, before you read this, I'm sure it's awesome. But we have several other really close fans, so I, I wouldn't start numbering them. Because I've got a few fans up my sleeve. Okay, well, I'm just, because last week we called our, our biggest fan. So now I'm saying second biggest fan. So maybe I just don't. Acknowledge the the numbers. I okay. think they're all big fans. This obviously. is our other big fan. Yeah, she's a big fan. She's a fan of the pod. Yep. So she asked if I could do this story. So I'm doing the disappearance of Michael Dunahy. Ah, good one. And a sad one. So I wasn't very familiar with this story. It happened in 1991, and I had moved to Nanaimo in 1995. So... I think you your had family mi- missed that. Yeah, yeah. It was a part of. I remember it growing up. I remember my parents talking about it. I remember it very clearly. Like, not. I don't remember it happening because I think we would have been what six, five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember it after that. And you know, every year on the news they talk about. It to this day, it's still for sure every year on the news. So it like. was. It was a big. It was a big thing, um, in that time. So, on Sunday, March twenty fourth, nineteen ninety one. Four-year-old Michael Wayne Dunhe went missing from a playground at Blanchard Elementary School in Victoria, B.C. He was presumed abducted, and he has never been found since. This is every parent's worst fucking nightmare. Yeah. Worst fears all at once. It's scary. So the family had gone to watch the mom play football, and Michael had asked to go play on the playground, which was close to the field where she was practicing. And she had said that she had a weird gut feeling that something wasn't right. But she said he could walk to the playground alone, but he had to stay there and wait for Daddy to come. And unfortunately, when Bruce, her husband, got to the playground, Michael was not there. Do we know how long he was there before the dad had gone, roughly? I think it was, like, minutes. Oh, that's... Like, I think... They think that he was abducted from just crossing... 
over to the playground. That's like it happened that quickly. So he was last seen at the playground around 12.30 p.m. Even though Michael had disappeared within meters of his parents, no witnesses have ever been identified. Michael's disappearance has become one of the largest police investigations in Canadian history. And to this day, over 12,000 tips have been received and over 789 sightings have been reported. So sightings as in people that they think are grown, like, are him or are older versions of him. And at the time of Michael's disappearance, he was wearing a blue hooded jacket and a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles t-shirt. No. Rugby pants and blue sneakers. The police were immediately notified and about 50 people started looking for him right away. Because he was taken so quickly, the case became classified as an abduction rather than a missing child's case. Hundreds of tips began to pile in every hour from across B.C. and North America. Eyewitness reports had seen a man in his late 40s or early 50s with a brown van near the playground, but nothing came of this because no one actually saw the van come or leave. Every police officer in Victoria was on the case, so it was like, guys, let's, you know, everybody get together, let's find this kid, like, this is not... Something is not okay here. And this caused quite a shock in Victoria. Well, it's like the middle of the day, so close, so quick. And like someone was just waiting for the right opportunity, Mm -hmm. the right, you know, very moment. Like it was just the worst timing for For that family. For Um, sure. And like the podcast I listened to, so a lot of the the parents got a lot of like negative backlash saying like why would you let your kid out of your sight that's and, such bullshit and, 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 and you know blaming the parents but it was like there was no reason that it would wouldn't have been okay and they're not thinking you know oh my kid's gonna be abducted within in, like five meters of where i am yeah in three minutes exactly yeah. and so and the you know the police that had told them like you guys did not do anything wrong and like don't yeah. you know don't listen to this so it was really hard for them because they there was actually like quite a lot of well i'm sure they already felt guilty and horrible and doubted every choice they made without people telling them exactly that. You don't like there's no purpose there no there is obviously no neglect on their part and that's just bullshit yeah, it it was really hard for them. Over the next few years, an episode about Michael was featured on America's Most Wanted. Do you remember watching that show? I loved I that show. I do remember watching that show, actually. Yeah. yeah. So tips kept flooding in, but back in those days, in, in 1991, all the tips would have to be put on carbon paper oh. and then put into an inbox and then sorted through manually by hand holy shit that must take him forever so imagine yeah 90s are like an archaic time it's so (laughs) weird because it doesn't seem like it was that long ago well we were babies basically yeah i mean it was very but how fast technology has that's fucking like imagine just carbon copy and then going through each one by like that's nuts it's so nuts (laughs) it's so nuts it's so stupid you know, also stupid pagers. That shit is dumb as fuck. What? I would totally rock a what pager. What the fuck would you want a pager for? Just because then you're like, okay, someone called me and I'll call them back later when I got a minute. You can do that with your phone. And, and I know, but I the was thing watching, about phones is... I was watching Die Hard 2 on the weekend and poor Bruce Willis was in the airport and someone fucking paged him and guess what he couldn't do? There was a lineup at the payphone, he couldn't call them. And he just needed to talk to that person and what a pain in the ass. What's the purpose? You wish you wouldn't even know. There'd be no purpose. 
people expect you to answer your phone or call you back. Whereas with the pager, there's none of I that. I feel like they absolutely expect you to call them back when you page them. That's why you're paging them. Okay, well, it takes a lot longer to find a payphone than it does to just call well, someone back on yourself. I just want to tell everybody that had a pager, I'm sorry. And I just want to tell everyone that had a pager, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so upon the viewing of the America's Most Wanted episode, there was an eyewitness named Harold Krush. He contacted the police and he said he had seen a little boy in a convenience store in New Jersey. And the boy had said to him, Hello, I'm Michael Dunahy. I am from Victoria, Canada. I'm trying to get home to my mommy and daddy. Please help me. Bull fucking shit. So, first of all, he's four. Yeah. No. Do four-year-olds talk like that? Uh, not typically. It's very uncommon for a four-year-old to... Um, sometimes they're not even sure where they're from. Mm-hmm. Like, it's something that they have to memorize. And, like, if you've drilled it into them, this is your name, this is where you're from, like, then they would maybe be able to come up with that, but not... Mm-hmm. I don't think I most four-year-olds that I've come across, even my own children, I don't think it would have been able to say that. So he said that he saw Michael had said that to him, and then a girl came in and referred to him as Michael Donahue, and then a black man with pockmarked face came in, and he left with both children. But this his statements kept changing when the police questioned him about it because he's a fucking so they so they were unsure yeah and and so they were unsure that this information was true so they kind of ruled it out but then also there was another sighting in new jersey Mm. which is so weird because it's so far from here yeah on june 19th an eight-year-old boy and girl were approached by a black man driving a camaro who offered them candy. The girl had refused, and the grabber driver her arm. The, the driver grabbed the, her? The driver... What is it? The driver... The, the grabber grabber her. <laughs> Sorry. The, the driver grabbed her arm, and she got away, and then they both ran. And then, according to the kids, there was a young boy and girl in the back seat, and the girl was shown a picture of Michael, and she had said... That that was him. That's fucked. That there's a girl and boy sighted at, or seen at the grocery store, and then a girl and boy also at Sitting a separate in, location in a car. Yeah. Ooh, I don't like that. But also, nothing came from this lead either. That's weird. Super weird. How frustrating for police and for parents, and like to hear all this stuff and get your hopes up even a tiny bit, and then just nothing. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I know. So. Unfortunately, the family became victim to some really cruel pranks as well. They received five calls from someone saying that Michael had been murdered as a sacrifice from the devil. What is wrong with people? Why would you do that? Like, they just need that attention? Like I that, don't know. It's sick. so disgusting. Sick. One caller demanded a $10,000 ransom for Michael's return. And so there's also this fraudulent psychic... She had told them that Michael was living in Torrance, California, and would return within 18 months, but that never happened. No shit. Then there was a reward for $100,000 was offered for any information leading to help find him. In 2006, reports of a young man who resembled Michael had been living in interior BC since 1990, Hmm. but was confirmed by DNA that it wasn't him. And then in 2011, the police were notified of another man living in Chase, B.C., who looked like Michael, but was also ruled out from DNA testing. And this actually happened to a couple more people, um, but DNA proved no match. In 2020, 
So last year, a TikToker named Stranger Danger had apparently found the shirt Michael was wearing at the time of his disappearance, the Ninja Turtle shirt. It was found submerged underwater, but after the family saw the shirt, they realized that it wasn't his. I don't, how do you know? How, would a shirt submerge underwater last like 30 years? What would happen? Wouldn't it disintegrate or fade off? Like- it would, I would think it would fade quite heavily for sure what would make you think just because it's a ninja, a ninja turtle shirt that it's his do you know what i mean i don't know Let maybe see if maybe, i can find that tiktok yeah find it maybe maybe he had a feeling you know you got that gut feeling like there's some there's something weird about the shirt i don't mm-hmm. know so michael's case remains open till this day the police believe that if they had the technology like we do today like surveillance cameras dna techniques and other computer systems to to sort through that they might have been able to solve this case so many residents of victoria recalled the days of michael's disappearance as a quotations loss of innocence for the city Mm. fear and concern began to rise in the community this was quite a pivotal moment um, because it affected the community and made everyone realize okay Maybe we're not safe, you know, maybe it was safe and now it's not. Michael's mother, Crystal, became an advocate for missing children's issues of British Columbia and she became the president of Child Finds British Columbia. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to the personal safety of all children and their goal is to reduce child victimization by providing programs and services to the public of BC. So please donate there if you can. The link to donate is on the front page of childfindbc.com. We'll put a link in our uh, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Yeah. Crystal also used her voice alongside the RCMP in calls to introduce the Amber Alert program to the province. So how this works is when a child is abducted and the situation meets the proper criteria, an Amber Alert is issued out to the public to help ensue a safe, and prompt return of the child. It uses highway message boards, radio and television announcements, and text messages. So immediately it would be broadcasted and descriptions of the victims, the abductor, and the suspect vehicles would be, you know, all everywhere. Yep. Which is great. So she, you know, Crystal had thought that if this was a thing as well back Back then, it might it definitely would have helped bring him home. But Bruce and Crystal Dunahy have never given up hope. Victoria and the surrounding communities often hold yearly charity events to raise money for Child Find. There's they're called the Michael Dunahy Slow Pitch Tournament of Hope, and then there's the Michael Dunahy Keep the Hope Alive 5K Run. And Michael's sister, who is now grown up, helps organize these events. So this year will be 30 30 years since his disappearance, and it still remains a mystery. There's some age-enhanced photos of him online for what he might look like today. You guys can take a look at. It still remains one of the highest-profile missing children investigations in Canada, and tips are still coming in, and generally around the anniversary time, they tend to get more. So if you have any information, please contact the police or you can go to michaeldunahy.ca. And consider uh, donating to Child Find. I think we will mm-hmm. put it, well, let's do a donation. Um, yeah, that's a great idea, Darla. Radio Face Stories. We'll do that. So I got my information from Wikipedia, an episode from the podcast, The Trial Went Cold, episode 86, michaeldunahy.ca. 
bc.rcmp-grc.gc.ca. That was a long one. (laughs) And vancouverisland.ctvnews.ca, an article from March 24th, 2020. And... That is the sad story of the disappearance of Michael Dunahy. So I hate that story. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. We need to end on a bright note, somebody. What are we doing tomorrow? Um, Kezia and Rebecca are taking my children skiing. That's oh, yeah. what we're doing tomorrow. I'm not. I'm working because I think it might be easier to uh, manage 19 preschoolers than take my three children to the mountain. We are tag-teaming, taking your kids up to Mount Washington for the day. It's going to be fun. It's supposed to be sunny. May God be with you because three kids... Especially you once they're, like they're cold so and bad. wet and tired and hungry. You make it seem like they're so bad. They're the best kids. They're, like, pretty, they're, they're more on my level than <laughs> most of the people my age that I know. <laughs> so that says a lot. <laughs> it does say a lot. <laughs> they're pretty rad, though. I'm very excited for them, uh, the younger two. It's their first time uh, they are, they've told everybody at school. Ashers keep saying, I'm going to George Washington Mountain. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I wish Where I had. Going, Asher, a, I'm going to George Washington Mountain. I wish I had a school full of people to tell that I was doing something sweet. I, <laughs> you can always come and tell me, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's exciting. I can't wait. You better send me eight thousand and four pictures, okay? If yeah. you can, please. I'm just gonna yell at them every time. I'm gonna be like, send it. I'm getting a video. Send it. <laughs> Asher, send it, bro. Do it. Teach them all the lingo. Make them cool. That's awesome. Maya's excited as well. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's supposed to be sunny. It's supposed to be sunny all week. Oh, my God. That's what's up. Spring is in the air. Woo! May the flowers rise and the noses start to get itchy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And that's a sign that we're done here because we are tired. Thank you, guys. Thanks, again. guys, again. We love you. We do. We appreciate you. And we're having fun. Send us some more fan mail. Please. I mean, yeah. RadioFaceStories <laughs> at gmail.com. Woo. Good night. Night. Dun, dun, dun. Bye.